Welcome to the New American Weekly. I'm Kate Daly. This show is not like any other talk show. This weekly wrap-up cuts right through to the truth about our world, our country, and the propaganda. It's not about the right or the left. It's about the truth. We need to question everything. Let's do this. Right. Welcome to the New American Weekly. So glad to have you listening in. Make sure and get over to the newamerican.com too. I love the newamerican.com. I've been on the radio, gosh, 13 years. <laughs> it seems like much longer, I swear. Um, but let me just say this. Um, for pretty much the whole time, I've always gone to the New American um, daily for their articles, for their coverage on events, because I know I'm not going to get jaded stuff. I know I'm going to get, you know, just here's the facts of what happened. And I'll even refer to some of the articles today because they're so important. But I love the New American and I love the reporting that they do and the high ethics that they have in journalism, because honestly, folks, it's hard to get out there now, Um, especially things like uh, Washington Post. I mean, come on. The WAPO. Um, It's just ridiculous. By the way, their little 24-hour strike. I mean, it's just to the point of ad nauseum because they'll print whatever they're told to print. This is why Jeff Bezos owns it and runs it. Jeff Bezos wasn't a newspaper guy. He was just a guy they knew would print anything. So uh, anything he was told to. But there's a couple of things this week. Let's talk about a couple of things. Um, First of all, Norman Lear died. And I honestly, just to be honest with you, this isn't anything against him. I just, I thought he died like 20 years ago. So it was, it was news, right? I was thinking Norman Lear. Oh, okay. Well, his heyday was more in seventies and eighties and, and, um, creating sitcoms and, and what have you, um, all kinds of different things like that. But they kept calling him a citizen activist. And I was like, isn't all of Hollywood a citizen activist? Don't you pretty much have to be in Hollywood? And by the way, Curiously, curiously, and coincidentally, and I'm not a coincidence theorist, but coincidentally, they all have the same exact political views. Hmm. When you get popular, you're a citizen activist, Hollywood star slash celebrity. That's interesting. And you are all very, very liberal. Hmm. Weird. And when somebody's not like Kelsey Grammer, when they interviewed him and cut the interview short, when he talked about Trump, I thought that was really strange. But not, <laughs> given the fact that these are not just coincidences. Um, so he dies and they're touting the fact that he was out there with his opinions and, and everything else and shaping and molding our TV shows um, around his citizen activism, which is really kind of sad because I don't think we realize how much we've been shaped and molded. And Hollywood has been there to do the bidding this whole time. And um We get a lot of our thoughts and a lot of our concrete ideas from talk shows and from media and from uh, television sitcoms. Believe it or not, they're so messagey, right? Um, It's ridiculous. So this also brings me to Taylor Swift. Taylor, (laughs) Taylor Swifty, I call her. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift had an interesting career because she started out extremely young, like they just knew she was going to be this prodigy. And she really didn't even sound that good in the beginning. But when they put her out there, it was like immediately she was signed by by a big company. Wasn't she like 12 or 14 when she was signed? And and it was almost ridiculous to bank on a person like this because she really, I mean, at that point could maybe write some songs, but a lot of people write songs, just go to Nashville. But I thought the Taylor Swift on the cover of Time magazine was an interesting very, very interesting pick. 
she has, well, she herself, very uh, pro-vax, pay attention to her every five minutes, right? Pro-abortion, pro-leftist, pro-I'm not getting married, pro-I'm not getting to have kids, pro-I'm going to, I'm going to tell you um, that you're not being kind enough every five minutes. And it's an, it's an, I don't have anything against her. If you want to go and play music, great. Go ahead. That's nice. But she all of a sudden has this very pro-vax Pfizer boyfriend in the NFL, who I think is bought and paid for by Pfizer, if you ask me. But all all over the shots for no apparent reason, hasn't ever done that before, before he met Taylor. And then all of a sudden they have this very convenient relationship during football season <laughs> when he's the most active, okay? And she's going to his games and the fans don't like her because she can, you know, you know, basically kind of give off that that she's the reason they lose, whatever. I don't believe that, but okay. But you know what? Time Magazine, it's interesting to get on the cover of Time Magazine. They, they even put Hitler on the cover of Time Magazine. They put Romney on the cover of Time Magazine. They put all kinds of people on the cover of Time Magazine. But Time Magazine was actually developed a long, long time ago by the government itself, our government, and the Council on Foreign Relations. That's where the origin of it came. So it was used as a propaganda tool to look like a private magazine, even though it was not very private at all. Um, it was actually a creation of the government. It was a creation of the foreign policy experts. Okay, And when I say experts, you know I'm kind of rolling my eyes at that. Because the Council on Foreign Relations, I mean, basically it was, how can we colonize, influence, take over the rest of the world? <laughs> very, very weird group. And and uh, and at the helm of our foreign policy. In fact, um, Hillary, a couple of years ago, even called it the mothership. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't kidding either um, when she was uh, talking about the basically the CEO of uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, the person that drives it forward um, about getting her orders. And I, I can't make this up her orders from the mothership. So Taylor Swift ends up on the cover. Why? Because. She is very much an influence for the youth. It's like, be more like Taylor, right? Follow Taylor. Now, this isn't new. This isn't new. This has been going on a really long time, especially with music icons. But really, it's the press that has made her an icon. And if you've noticed, the more and more press she gets about being an icon, well, then you sort of turn into one, don't you? It's kind of kind of funny that way, how... <laughs> They're basically making her into an icon. Um, and of course, I've seen the screaming fans and I've seen the fact that it's sold out. But what's funny is, is every interview they've ever done with her, she's sold out, you know, and and uh, there's no tickets left and how popular she is. So what does that do? It drives the train of popularity forward. That's what it does. But when I say this, it's because both of these items, Norman Lear and Taylor Swift, came across as breaking news. Now, I want you to think about something, and I want you to think about this every time you see breaking news, because breaking news really comes from our mainstream news outlets, okay? And you'll hear it all the way down to local news, and you'll get this barrage of breaking, breaking, breaking. And now, Norman Lear dying at 101, I'm not quite sure that <laughs> that, that makes breaking news, because it was pretty much expected at that point. But is Taylor Swift getting on Time Magazine breaking news too? And Why? Isn't that kind of odd? So, so I want you to understand what breaking news is, because here was another item. James Comer, Jim Jordan threatened Hunter Biden with contempt of Congress. Breaking news flash. 
all they did was threaten him. All they did was threaten Hunter Biden. <laughs> they can never get past just threatening, right? It's never actually doing anything. It's um, just a strongly worded letter or we have threatened you via our secretaries. I mean, who knows what's going on at this point? But I looked into the Greek origin of breaking news. So I want you to think about this every time you see breaking news, okay? The Greek origin, really the, the actual interpretation of breaking means to tame, quell, discipline, overpower, break, subdue, violate. Do you feel like the news is doing that to you all the time? Tame, quell, overpower, break, subdue, violate. Do you feel like you're getting kind of sold a box of rocks all the time when it comes to the media? And when it comes to the fact that their version of breaking news are either news bits you don't really need to know, that's not really urgent, or it's a lot of lies being told to you. It's, a, it's in the way that they couch those lies. It's in the way that they tell you how to feel about somebody. How many times were you told how to feel about Trump, right? Isn't that phenomenal? I mean, in Trump's career, everybody liked Trump until he ran for president. And then everybody was told how to feel about him all the time, what to think about him all the time. Don't you think that's just a little strange? Well, I do. I think it's a lot strange. I really do. So I'm going to come back. Um, I've got way more to to discuss with you. And please get to the New American. It's a it's a great way to get your actual news. <laughs> new- Self-reliance. It's not a phrase we hear much in our culture these days. It might conjure up images of pioneers, the West, rifles, strapping men, and strong women. But what does it mean for us in today's world? The New American Magazine has just released its latest collector's edition, Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. In it, the New American authors outline the necessity of self-reliance for a free people, tips for self-reliant living, and the importance of not giving up hope. This unique edition includes articles on the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearms, financial self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics by expert writers. Now, for a limited time, The New American is offering a bundle of three collector's editions, Self-Reliance, The Great Reset, and Trump World, for just $19.95. A great stocking stuffer, available at shopjbs.org. Visit shopjbs.org today. the new american weekly i'm kate daly your host and so glad to be with you and of course go to katedalyradio.com for more on me and also uh, my story but let me just tell you um please text birch 989898 okay 989898 that's the number you text on your phone and you just put in my name how easy is that kate four letters k a t e and you'll get some fantastic information on how to get your uh, IRA, your uh, retirement, all of those things backed with gold. I mean, you back up your computer files, right? Why would you not back up 
your assets, the things that you have with gold. It's that extra step you can take. Doesn't cost you anything. The information's free when you text that number 989898. And maybe you'll even help somebody else with it, a friend or family member. Um, and I trust Birch Gold. They're incredible. And their information's incredible. And they have their pulse on what's going on with digital currency coming in. And we all know it's coming in. So there you go. Um, all right. So let's let's chat, shall we? There's a couple of things on my mind. Um, number one, uh, make sure and just kind of realize that with breaking news. Um, it's, it's, I know it can be like all day long, breaking news, breaking news, and it is meant to get you all riled up and it's meant to, to, you know, get your attention and get eyeballs because that's how they make money. At the same time, I think there's even an underlying reason as to why they do it, why they do it with kind of nonsensical items that aren't urgent you know, somebody drops a bomb on America, I would say that's urgent. <laughs> you know, um, Norman Lear dying at the age of 101. I'm not quite sure that's called breaking news. Um, but here was another one, too. This was really odd this week with Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray decided that he would come out and talk about uh, blinking lights, blinking lights. And I thought this was kind of a strange, sort of a weird, um, I don't know, a weird comment, a weird it, Lindsey Graham's interviewing him very feminine Lindsey Graham and Lindsey Graham is interviewing him going, why do you see these lights? (laughs) Why do you see blinking lights? Um, Describe this as if this is like a, you know, really big thing, right? When have you ever heard this phrasing before anyway, but it's all about um, these blinking lights. So he's talking about the fact that terror is coming. Terror is coming. And Christopher Ray from the FBI has this crystal ball in which he's going to start telling you that terror is on its way. They just know it's coming. And if I were you, I'd probably get ready for some sort of event that's happening, but which I think would actually be more manipulated than an honest event. Um, but here's Christopher Ray talking about blinking lights. Here we go. What I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now. I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So, So... Blinking red lights analogy about 9-11. All the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Okay. All right. Can't say any better than that. Um, Yeah, you probably could say it better than that. I mean, it reminded me of I See Dead People, the movie with Bruce Willis, right? I mean, it was I see dead people everywhere I go. I see blinking lights. What isn't that... What does that even mean? Do they have a crystal ball that I'm unaware of? And why blinking light? I mean, it's absolutely excruciating to listen to these people. But they're going to sell you on the wheel of terror. They're going to sell you on the fact that, oh my gosh, it's all impending doom and it's all coming for you. And it's not like we don't have things to worry about. We do. We have digital currency. We have Biden trying to sell us all out in a wealth redistribution. Um, and Alex Newman did a wonderful report on this at the newamerican.com. But let me just tell you, this is, we have real threats from our own government coming at us. Um, not the boogeyman that's going to come and do something to us.
And sometimes you have to ask yourself, because what's lacking from this clip is the fact that he's not identifying or detailing who it is that could be a threat to us, who wants to do something to us. All he's saying is basically, it's coming for us. I can't tell you what, but uh, they're going to do something. And when I say they, I actually mean we, but I can't say that. So I'm going to say they're doing something to us. It's absolutely absurd when you think about it, right? Because this is how they sell us on terror. Now, every single time they sell us on terror, it's amazing how quickly we lose liberty. It's amazing how quickly stuff like um, getting frisked at the airport and going through their machines happens. It's amazing when just on the threat of terror alone, nobody can tell me in the last 20 years really how many big things they saved us from. How many shoe bombs were we saved from when when they started recording all this data on us? And um, looking through our bags and preventing people from flying and having a very, very large TSA. How many shoe bombs again? Or how many vials of liquid over three ounces actually were a threat? See what I'm saying? The threats that they talk about, the threats, the, the innocuous threat, the threat with no real context or information, but just a threat somebody's out to get us in a very surveilled nation. How does that actually happen, by the way? You know, how does it happen? Well, it doesn't, but it sure tells us that we have to have a Department of Homeland Security and that they need a whole lot of power that the Constitution never said they could have and develop all of this on an emergency basis. Everything in this country now is done on an emergency. And this is why I'll tie breaking news into it, too. Everything's urgent, right? So we're forgiving because we say, well, it was an emergency. Oh, well, yeah, they, they took all your rights from you, but it was because it was an emergency. Can you tell me what those emergencies really are? And also the big looming threat that we were going to get big, huge disasters coming our way. And that, boy, we better be ready for those. Wink, wink. Uh, big disasters. What big disasters? What's coming our way? They don't ever say, you'll hear a bunch of ads about go bags. So it probably would be good to get something ready, right? To have something there. And you can go to preparewithkate.com and do that and get some great deals. Everybody should be ready for everything. And also how to communicate with your family members and what to have on hand. I had an expert on food storage once that came on and said, you know, um, a 10 bean soup. It's like a dollar with a seasoning pack. It's one of the best things that you could bulk up on if you don't have anything. Have a lot of 10 bean soup because it can do the job it's supposed to do. There's a lot of little things like that that we all need to know. But I fear that that we don't understand that we should just be ready for everything. But we should also be looking at the fact that they're going to spin fear every single moment that they can. Because it's a loss of liberty. That's why. That's why it's so important to them to do that. We lose. The society loses, and it's all done under emergency. When they took over the elections, that was all done in uh, over emergencies starting about 2003. The emergency network. That's why all the machines are plugged into the internet. This is why we have all these problems with, with voter fraud. Everything's always done under emergency, and then you can't grammar request emergency. Okay, you can't grammar request because it's protected. That's dangerous. That is so, so dangerous. 
but we have to kind of understand that emergency is their tactic, right? So prepare for them. Prepare for all of them. They're coming. Be right back on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Yeah, do I have to eat this? Oh, honey, it's great protein. Don't be picky. Eat your crickets. Many are following the lead of the United Nations to replace your meat diet with an insect diet. It's an all-out war on meat, farmers and ranchers. Don't let new green policies place controls on your life and overall freedoms. It's time to get us out of the UN. Go to JBS.org or call 800-JBS-USA-1. Welcome back to the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. How are you doing today? I sure hope you're having a great weekend. And here's just kind of catching up on some of the news that you might have missed and maybe the truth about the news that you might have missed. And I think that's more important, isn't it, than than anything else. Make sure and go to balanceofnature.com. I really care about people's health. I know that we're in trouble with our immune systems. And I know that we're having a hard time keeping up. And a lot of people blame COVID. I don't. I um, I think it's a ridiculous thing to blame. It's really about our immune systems trying to keep up with everything that our immune that our immune system's up against. And sometimes it's just struggling. Go to balanceofnature.com and order that product. It's 31 fruits and vegetables. And there's no chemicals in these fruits and vegetables. They grow them themselves. I've seen it for my, with my own eyeballs. And uh, they take the phytonutrients and they put those into capsules. And you can take that every day. And I know you're not going to eat 31 fruits and vegetables. So this is a great way to get an influx of nutrition for your system. Go to balanceofnature.com. All the testimonials are real. They're incredible. And uh, put in my name, Kate. Okay. And when you put in my name, Kate, you'll get 35% off and free shipping and um, you can cancel it anytime and and send it back if you want, but I know you're going to love it. Balanceofnature.com. Code word is Kate. You need some nutrition no matter what you do. If I were you, I'd pick balance of nature. Um, All right. Let's talk for just a moment about the RNC. So uh, Rona McRomney, (laughs) sorry, I have to laugh because Rona is just such a creature of the party. Um, the parties are businesses, and I hope we can all grasp that. Um, and they, she chose CNN for the next debate. And the debates aren't getting a whole lot of traction because nobody cares, because nobody wants to hear these people. And the thing is, is I'm conservative, okay? I'm a diehard conservative, and I'm a constitutionalist, most importantly. But I can see that... When, when Rona, the chairperson of the RNC, picks CNN, I mean, what a joke, right? You would pick CNN, who hates conservatives, uh, to do the debate. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I can't be the only one that's just shaking my head at this news. But I also wanted to say this, too. This was kind of interesting. So Kevin McCarthy says he's going to leave. And he was the Speaker of the House, and he was tossed. And he says he's going to retire now. Now, people don't leave power. They don't leave power unless they're promised something new, okay, a new gig where he has even more power, which is probably what's happening here, um, even though it's not being talked about. But Kevin probably is leaving the House so they can uh, fill it with more Democrats again and make it look like it's Democrat-driven, okay, and then um, purposefully lose power. Because when you're in power but you don't do anything with your power, So the Republicans have the House, but they don't do anything with the power. It doesn't look so good because people start to figure out that maybe you're both batting for the same team. (laughs) Maybe you're both in on it. Okay. 
So this is what McCarthy said. Now, McCarthy, keep in mind, he's got about a 55%, 60% constitution score as low as 43%. That means that even 43% of the time he was voting for the constitution that he made an oath to defend. Okay, so really bad track record, horrible at his job, 17 years in, which pretty mean, pretty much means bought and sold to me when you stay in that long. That means you're a useful rubber stamp, okay? It means you're not going to do anything important. You're not going to actually stop the omnibus bills. You're not going to actually stop Obamacare. You're not going to actually stop anything or secure the wall. You're just there to be a rubber stamp for whatever the lefties really want to do to destroy the country, and you won't fight anything. Okay, so now he's leaving, but this is what he said. I'm an optimist. How could I not be? <laughs> um, and he said, I'm, I'm 17 years in and ironically from the same office in which he was previously denied an internship to just, he has to make himself look like, you know, he was a hardship case. Okay. But here's his claim to fame. We got more Republican women, veterans and minorities elected to Congress at one time than ever before. Um, okay. <laughs> what did that mean though? What was the result of that? Nothing. Nothing was the result of that. What did it mean? Because you got women that were Republicans in office. What did it mean? Because you got veterans in office. What did it mean? Because you had minorities in office. Nothing. Nada. Zip. Nope. Nothing. We didn't actually change anything. We didn't grab any more liberty back. We didn't, uh, as a party, take it anywhere. It's just that the woman is now sitting in the seat. The veteran's now sitting in the seat. The minority is now sitting in the seat. Great. We look like a big UN poster. <laughs> Fabulous. But what did we do with all that power? What did, what did that woman do? What did that minority do? Um, nothing. And you know how I know? Because nothing's been reversed. Nothing's been changed. And because he couldn't tout the accomplishments. <laughs> That's why. So what was the accomplishment? Well, the accomplishment was we made sure that a woman got elected. We made sure a minority got elected. Why? So it would look good. That's why. Okay. It didn't actually do anything. Then he went on with this. Even with, this is his list of accomplishments. I I kid you not. Even with slim margins in the house, we passed legislation to secure the border. You, you what? The border's wide open. (laughs) People are just running across. They're in tunnels running underneath. What, what, are you, what are you talking about? You secured the border. This is literally a list of accomplishments. Achieve energy independence. Um, no, not really. Nope. Didn't do anything there. Um, reduce crime. Has he been to Chicago? Has he been to New York? Um, has he been to California? And has he been where all the, the thieves go into the stores and ridiculously keep stealing and nobody does anything? I'm sorry. We have more crime than ever before. In that regard. And then, of course, um, he held government accountable. How? (laughs) I sure would like a list of how he held government accountable. I don't see any accountability. I don't see anyone tried for treason. I don't see anybody actually going to court. I see a lot of threatens, threatens. I see a lot of strongly worded letters. I see a lot of anger, right, in the rant that goes viral. But I don't see actually anyone actually held accountable. And then he said this. He established a parent's bill of rights. Now, I hate to be that person in the room, okay? But I literally am going to be that person, okay? Um, We have a bill of rights, and it isn't, it's for everybody, and it covers parenthood. And so 
If you think that you're establishing a parent's bill of rights, then what that actually means is we're probably losing rights because it's all covered in the actual bill of rights that was done by men of great character. (laughs) Okay. So if you're establishing something different for a small select group, what the result of that is, is that you're actually going to now lose rights. It's kind of like, I'll give you an example. It's like a discrimination law. Okay. Everyone goes, oh, good. Oh, good. No one will be discriminated against. Not necessarily. That's not what happens. In a discrimination law, what happens is special parceled groups are, I should say, parceled out for more rights than everybody else in the room. Okay. So you're, you own an apartment. Okay. And people come in and they want to rent an apartment from you. Now you look at all of their applications. You don't know who's gay and who's not. Okay. But they come in and when they have a horrible application with horrible track record, you're going to say no. Problem is the person that's LGBT can leave that room or a woman can leave that room saying it was because I was a woman or it was because I was gay. So what happens? They can take the renter to court, right? They can take the owner, the landlord to court and they'll probably win. If you want to go back to the cake, making a cake case and those kinds of cases, they'll probably win. Problem is now the person that's gay or the woman that claims it's because she's a woman, not because of her horrible track record in renting, but because she's merely a woman, it's how she interprets it, or the gay person interprets it to be gay, right? They now have more rights than the, than the, the owner of the property. In a world that's supposed to be equal and a person can decide who rents the apartment because it's their property, okay? They're handing the keys over to somebody and they can go with the best bet no matter who that is. Now we've turned it into an interpretation of feeling, an interpretation of I was wronged because and I deserve that, okay? That's what, the, that's what those um, laws actually did, the discrimination laws. They're not fair. They're not equal. They're anything but because someone walks out of the room now with less rights when what the founders came up with was right on the money. That's exactly, it was, we are all equal in the courtroom. That was the right. We are all equal in everything into the courtroom, not everything, but we're equally equal in the courtroom. And that's the only place you can be equal. I know, sounds crazy, but it's true. I will be right back on the New American Weekly. Are you fed up with where our nation is headed? Here at the John Birch Society, we know how to fix a reckless, corrupt, and out-of-control government. It starts with patriots like you. We believe the only way to liberty and national sovereignty is to not only understand what's in our founding documents, but demand that every elected official adhere to them. The Constitution is America's only solution. Join the John Birch Society today. Visit us at jbs.org. Welcome back to the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. How are you doing? Uh, You know, I'm so glad that you're listening in because this is kind of your catch-up, you know, from the whole week If you want to listen to one broadcast, this would be it. And this would be the broadcast that kind of goes over a little bit of what happened during the week. So you know you didn't miss anything. But then what I like, it's kind of like the cliff notes to truth. It's like, you know what, here's the truth about what's happening. And I can give you the angles in which 
I'm studying. I've poured over 35,000 hours of research. And I'll tell you something. It's very interesting to watch government and to watch, really, I mean, if I have to be honest, the lies. I mean, it's like daily, just like breaking news. You know, a lot of what they do is is useful, uh, not useful tidbits. And then, of course, skirting the news just a little bit, kind of, you know, shaping the news for you. You don't need your news shaped. (laughs) You don't need it shaped. You just need the facts of what happened. Did you know our news used to be like that? I covered a a shooting back in, um, in the 1980s and, and it was interesting when, when the news kept saying, when we get the information, we'll let you know what happened when we get the information. And oddly enough, um, now it is, oh, here's the information. And when it's wrong, they don't correct it. See, so totally different news cycle than it used to be, because it used to be, well, we don't know who that is. We don't know the shooters. We don't know why. We don't know the motive, but we'll get back to you when we find out. Nowadays, not like that. News has changed. Go to the newamerican.com. Get some real news. Um, so let's talk for just a moment about some of the things that have been going on. The border. You know, a lot of people ask the question, the border is wide open, the floodgates are open, the tunnels are open, we have very sophisticated tunnels underground, and um, we have all of the all of these people, right? 12,000 people yesterday came across, okay? What are they doing? Where are they going? And most importantly, how will that affect you? So what is the overall goal, though, of why they're allowing this and why they want this? Because certainly, when we want to give money to Ukraine, money is given, Right. Right. For whatever nefarious reason, Blackstone is in charge of the money and they however they want to spend it and nobody's holding them accountable. But when we want to build a wall, suddenly the money disappears and it's very difficult and it's very choked at the top as far as you can't get it. And um, it becomes very political. But we're talking about our own border. We're talking about people coming over our own border. All right. And so we're, we're, it's, it's, it's allowing treason. These people in government are really committing treason. And so I would call on the states to say, states, build your walls because the people of America will help you. You can do big GoFundMes and I swear people will be part of that solution. The states need to take it upon themselves. And one of the jobs of the federal government is actually to protect the nation, (laughs) but they're not doing their job. They're doing everything but, right? And looting at every turn, but they're not building that wall. So what are they trying to do? The founders wanted people to be vetted for a reason. They didn't think it was cruel or unfair to say to somebody, you're coming from where you lived in a land where there was a king, and we want you to embrace what America stands for because we don't have a king here, and we want you to understand America so that you're willing to fight for America, defend America, and that you're willing to further the American cause, okay? And that was a republic, not a not a, a, a democratic place, but a republic in which we in which we vote representation, okay? And that that part of it can be democratic, but it's a republic. So we allow this border to be open and we say we don't want to vet, okay? So the bleeding hearts of America and more of your lefty will say, don't vet, it's cruel. No, it's not cruel to know who's coming into your country. Try moving over to Italy. You're not going to make it very far and you're not going to probably own a home unless... You're vetted. So other countries don't just allow anyone and everyone to buy property, but we certainly have this this American new cause for, we call them immigrants rather than straight up illegals, and they're coming over in droves. But really what it is, is they're creating our own problem. 
the government's creating a problem by which the solution will be digital ID. So they're okay with crime happening because the border's open. They're okay with the influx of drugs and fentanyl. They're okay with all of this. And you'll hear about it in the news all the time. Because why? They want you to get so fatigued by this coming over into America, the the 20% of America now that's illegal, okay? Because they want you to want their solution. And their solution is digital everything. Not only digital currency, digital IDs, digital everything, so that all of your information is out there. All of you, so you're never anonymous again. Truly, it is the reason that both on the right and the left, they are willing to have that border open because they love their solution. That's why. Okay. Now, here's another thing I want to talk about real quick because we're told to look at the Israel Hamas border and how it's been breached. Okay. And what's going on over there. But don't look at our border. Kind of crazy, right? Very ridiculous. Okay. They're even tight up at the Canadian border. And we're just like, come on in. And now it's all nationalities, not just Central America or, you know, Mexico. It's all nationalities told to come through the border. Okay. So we're told to look at Israel's border. But here's the deal. I was looking at these people protesting and I was thinking these people are kind of zombie-ish, right? They, they all based on emotion. They're out there protesting for violence, which is very weird. And I look at it as sort of like the the loony emotional zombie protesting that they love violence and that they are clearly and observedly anti, anti-Jew, anti-Semitic, okay? And so... Really what's happening is what we don't realize is that the leftists are being drawn to protest because eventually this will affect Christians. We do have a duty to stand up for the Jews. We do have this sort of duty to do this because we are, we are affected in this too as Christians over here in America. And so while the leftists and while Harvard and while these different places are very clearly and obviously pro um, Hamas or pro Palestine or pro whatever. What they what they're what what's being confused is the fact that every single government has been co opted, even Israel's, every single one. Okay, you can't have a government on planet Earth now without it being infiltrated by some bad guys. All right, so if we could just all agree that there isn't one government that stands out as all altruistic and all full of character and all ready to, you know, ready to, to, to basically, you know, never be accused of a wrongdoing. Of course there is. So we can't really say that. But at the same time, what we have to realize is that this isn't really about, about Israel, righteous cause or not, or what's maybe going on or how that wall got breached because it's very odd or <laughs> they don't allow anything across that wall without knowing about it. And we send trillions of dollars. We have sent trillions now for um, security. So there's no reason that that didn't go, you know, that, that somebody wasn't in the know. Okay. And the uh, military in Israel was sent far away just on that particular time in order so they could not, you know, they could not be there for the infiltration on their border, which makes no sense either. So putting those pieces together, you kind of have to realize that something was up and you have to realize that there might be a lot of people that have some other type of end game right at stake here. But it isn't really about that in the end for us over here. And again, The leftists go right along like sheep 
drawn into this ridiculous, weird protest for violence, or they want everyone to know that the that 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 Israel has some bad guys in it, but it's also anti-Jew at the same time, right? It's also anti-Semitic at the same time. What we need to do is realize that, you know, if you read scripture, Israel plays a role in the end, right? And so do we over here, I'm sure. And if you read scripture, it's the, it's the basic result. What is, what is going to be the result? Will that, will that be a lot of persecution um, for all religions? And yes, I do think there's a reason that those protests are going on. I do think the press is saying it more than it actually is to make it look bigger. Okay. I do think some people in those protests might be very paid to do that. We've seen that before, and we've seen it in other countries where Soros has been handing out the, the hourly money, you know. But at the same time, we must protect religion. We must protect the ability to be able to worship as we see fit. Because that will come back and eventually go towards Christianity too, if we keep allowing that to happen. Because I kept wondering, you know, it's it's one thing to call out a government and saying, hey, there's some bad guys in there, okay? Not everybody's altruistic. But it's a whole nother thing to go anti-Semitic for no reason and just have it be about religion. But really what's at stake is religion. And that's my point, is that we need to protect all religions. It's always a worthy cause to protect the ability to worship. So that I'm all in favor for. You know, Israel was sending out letters to influencers to promote good paid messaging. (laughs) Why would you need to do that? Why would you need to do that? It's very odd. That's why I'm saying there's enough there to kind of give the side eye to. At the same time, we must protect the ability to worship. Really at the heart of America was the ability to worship. And that's why in this country, we found it so important to have freedom. So grateful that you listened today on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. 